welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. This is the internet's only college football podcast. If you want another one. Nope, wrong, 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 wrong. Start over. Name, an, nope, name I'm another sorry? one. This is not a college football podcast. Oh. Oh, that's oh God, right. Am I this already on the wrong foot? Yeah. This is March. Sorry. Check your calendar, bruh. This is March. And what is that? Jason Kirk, what is March all about and only about? Um, Fortnite. God. Oh, why do I Why do I throw you these softballs? Been playing some Fortnite. I'm real terrible at it because I don't have a 13-year-old's reflexes. Um, just I, I, I sneak around and I survive till I'm like the 11th personal, 11th remaining person. Um, and then I get shot and then I watch the teenagers do construction work while shooting each other. And it's like, damn, y'all are so fucking dexterous, man. Is this, I don't, I only vaguely know what this game. It's like Minecraft with guns. It's really, really good for children. It's Minecraft with guns. Cool. Yeah, no, this is, this is, this is something by the way, that if you have not watched streaming gaming, it can be very entertaining, but much like sports, you have to wade through vast oceans of nothingness, right? Like punt, 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 crazy touchdown, punt. Like that happens a lot when it comes to streaming gaming. A game feels like it takes about 20 minutes and the first 19 of it are just punting. Like you, you the the map slowly closes in on you and you just find the best place to hide. Um, maybe you collect a gun. It doesn't matter. You're not going to do anything with it if you find one because you can't hit one of these teenagers. Um, so you just find a really good spot to hide and, and, and wait until you die. So, so you're Kansas state. Um, yeah, but I mean, if, it, if Kansas state at least gets a couple kills per year, like they're going to kill Texas. We know True. that. Right. So you're, you know, you're, you, you got to level up a little bit to be Kansas state. Bill Snyder, no scope. <laughs> it's true. He was born before scopes. So that's true. No, he just, he, he learned how to use that. He learned how to use all distance weapons the old-fashioned way. No scopes. Bill Snyder distance. Are we talking like an English longbow? Eh, maybe crossbow. Maybe a crossbow. Let's let's give him a little credit. Uh, that's a little fancy. That's a little fancy. Yeah, that seems like that's not the single wing attack, right? The single wing attack is like longbow, right? Where you're laughing. Like, <laughs> that's a longbow. Oh, God. <laughs> Bill Snyder breaking out the zero wing attack. It also has the advantage of being like, well, they're 78 yards. Oh, Jesus. Oh, they just ate up all of that. Took a long time. That's the difference between that and the longbow. It's a longbow that's, it's an arrow that's being carried towards you. Just he's walking up to you and stabbing you right in the gut. It feels like this is a spear. Well, I bet it does because it's sticking out of your chest right now. But it was actually fired from a longbow. I'm going to write you a nice letter. (laughs) Oh, I don't think that, I don't think March is about overnight. It might be for for Jason Kirk, but I don't think March is... I don't think that's what Ryan's talking about. This no, is my guess. No, no, no. Huh? Try, Jason, try try. goddamn again. March is for what? Um, uh, NFL free agency. The National Invitational Tournamental. That's oh. what we're talking about. Oh, I thought we already did. Surely we already did several shows on the premier college basketball tournament by now, right? Yeah, we did. We, uh, much like Boomer Sooner, I I dropped in all of our NIT predictions um, at very low audio levels. You have to go back five episodes uh, to find them. 
I, I want to see if people check for that. It's not. Yeah, that shit's subliminal. We said Notre Dame's going to be in the NIT. And they thought we were just being mean to Notre Dame. But... Baylor, same. Louisville, same. We called all of it. We knew we knew all the 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 knit the knits that were gonna happen. Had them <laughs> had them locked in. The, the knit. I can't wait for an invite to the knit. <laughs> knit gang. I, it's wild how all we did was we just looked at which teams the FBI accused of crimes and we decided like, yeah, the NCAA is probably gonna stash all those teams in the knit. And except, wow, we were right. I can't believe it. Except Auburn. Auburn. Oh, slippery Auburn. Slippery Auburn. They're just too wily. Well, I mean, it's like I've always said. Every time Auburn gets accused of a crime, they're just too damn good at basketball. You can't pin it on them, man. Like they say, it's a basketball. <laughs> it's an ongoing basketball. You can't. You know what? Bruce, Bruce Pearl, one of nature's most unkillable creatures. There's like water bears and tetanus. You know, tetanus can like live on a sidewalk for like, I don't know, 20 years, just sitting there waiting for somebody to like put it on a nail and then, you know, step on a foot. And then there's Bruce Pearl. Who one of our coworkers, Nate Scott pointed out, looks like Earl Sinclair from Dinosaurs. <laughs> You'd be amazed how many guys look like Earl Sinclair from Dinosaurs. There was a reason that That's was his true. face. Like Earl Sinclair was basically based on every dad ever. It was identifiable. Yeah. The big, I think it's the big mouth, the physically large mouth, the mouth that can eat like uh, the three whole pieces of chicken at once. Because, because all, all that, all dads universally are, you know, trying to out eat their children who are competing for food. That's why. That's right. That's right. And that's why they love Ren Fairs. Ah, stuff that craw for, full of turkey leg. They, you know, hey, 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 hey. Everyone on this podcast is a dad. And I will just ask, are you turning down a visit to the Ren Fair these days? Are you? How far is it? <laughs> Smart, shrewd. That's advanced. That's advanced mm, dad right there. You, force, you foresaw my Greenland Renaissance Festival gambit. Beat me to it, Ryan. Ah, I'm flanked God, again. Dad chess is horrible. Dad chess is fucking horrible. No, um, it's it's NIT time, and a lot of people, well, no, a lot of people do know this because they tweeted Jason about it, um, but Jason is actually in charge of picking who gets to go to our uh, one of our nation's uh, top two bas- college basketball tournaments. Yeah, so I <laughs> I put uh, on my Twitter Twitter thing where you can. Put your little your little joke name in there. I put NIT bracketologist because it's like, ha, what a stupid thing to claim to be the world's foremost NIT expert. Little did I realize that on Selection Sunday night, people would begin looking up the handle of the NIT official NIT Twitter account so they could tweet complaints at it, and um, there isn't one. So if you go and search Twitter for NIT, I was the first thing to come up because I have a little blue check mark next to my name, which I don't deserve. Um. So yeah, I was getting people were you know why why isn't um well, actually one person got mad at me for accepting USC, um like I was supposed to say no 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 you you turn right back around you tell the NCAA that they are taking you 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 are not slumming it down here with us in the knit. Um, I had one sad person asking if Northwestern could catch an invite. No, no, it's a basketball <laughs> tournament. No one wants you. Um. 
Someone was mad about the lack of Missouri Valley Conference representation, which I sympathize. We got to put North Dakota State in there, regardless, any sport. Um, but yeah, it was several hours of, of, of sadness. I eventually like felt bad and took it off just because so many people wanted answers. And like, like the NIT, <laughs> it's not like the NCAA where there's like, here's the NCAA committee. Here's the guy. He's on TV. Everything. It, none of it makes sense, but at least they're explaining things. The knit is like the shadowy thing. Who's in charge? It's the NCAA, but the, it's, it's like a shell company kind of thing. So I had to take the fall and. I don't know. Hopefully that helped people emotionally in some way. It's also fun because if you are part of the uh, shadow shadowy committee selecting the knit teams, you also have to watch the selection show that Turner botches and can't even get the audio right. Technically, that means the shutdown forecast could be the NCAA selection <laughs> show, but whatever. Take it from take it from some experts, folks. That <laughs> audio was bad. Listen, listen. Bad audio and terrible pizza takes. It's basically the shutdown forecast. All right. No, nah, we got pizza takes. Oh, tons of tons of pizza takes. You want one right now? Boom. Domino's is okay. There, said it, dropped it, took it off. Jeez. I did, you know. You madman. I don't. Yeah, I know. You fucking madman. I mean, come on. I'm just a sucker for the multiple skins you can put on the pizza tracker, including the Margaritaville one, where a parrot squawks at you, and somebody says, "The delivery man is coming." I'm not making that up. You've you've seen some shit. Anyway, the NIT guys have to. Uh, I, do they feel the opposite way? When it's like, oh, and uh, Syracuse is in, and they're like, oh, we really wanted to get, damn it! We always have last pick in this fantasy draft. We'll never be special. Are they like hooting and hollering where they're like, woohoo, Louisville! We get Louisville! Oh, yeah, like, if if you're on the knit committee, then you're like, yeah, I mean, so, like, I, I took up this, like, knit expert thing as a joke just because i like doing the post on it like selection sunday we all divide up who gets what post and i like to claim the nit bracket post just because it's lower pressure but still a lot of people are looking for it um so like in that process i actually developed a fondness for the knit and so like the day before in davidson was playing in the american 10 game and had a chance to steal a bid from a power conference team i was rooting for davidson to do so because it would knock another famous team down to the tournament i um on some level care about so yeah if if you're in the knit you're rooting for all the shitty little conferences to be two bid leagues and all that do you think if we illegally stream the entirety of the knit final that anyone would come after us no okay i'm not saying we're gonna do that because i wouldn't want to jeopardize jason's important position as controller and master of all that is knit um he's worked too hard He's labored too long. Which college football team would have won the knit last year? Probably Iowa. Iowa State is probably the better example, aren't they? Yeah. Well, let's see. So, okay. So hang on. Um, Now that I think about it, if you did 68 teams. Oh, this is is what we actually wanted. I see. Great. Then we'd have to dig down a little bit. Right. Um, now we're, uh, so now Flor- so now Florida State is winning the <laughs> I had actually I did a bracket earlier of like all division 1 teams and FSU made it. We might be talking more like Florida actually. Why we don't why would wait why no. 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 No thank you. Not necessary. So so out of <laughs> so you elim- lop off the top 68 teams and then yeah. you go down to the next 32 teams. Florida's in that group. That's for sure. Thanks. 
Mm, that's great. I enjoy talking about Florida football. I did write something today, very briefly, that pointed out that if you had fallen asleep in 2011 and woken up in 2018, to bring you up to speed on Florida football would not be necessary. Nope. Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen took over. He just took over for the boss man, Urban Meyer, right? Yep. Like, just just swapped him right on in there. And and how did Steve Adazio do in the meantime? Great. He's always been the head coach of Boston College, so... There's no need to investigate this further. Go back to sleep. Shh. We have other we have other things to catch you up on. We do? Other things to tell you if you'd fallen asleep in 2011. Oh, um Yeah, you you got bigger problems. Nope. There's nothing else. Luke Skywalker is dead. <laughs> but but first he was first he was a freeper. Did you guys get this um did you guys get this ready player one screener? That they they said they were sending it to all three of us, but sometimes I get the mail for they just send it to the Vox Media office. So I was, but did you guys get it? Because I was very confused um, by the scene where Indiana Jones uh, beheads the Iron Giant and then looks straight into camera and says, "Captain Picard is a hologram." Like I thought that was really weird and didn't really serve the plot. Um, mm. And you know, I think that's what a philistine would think, but. For those with more refined tastes, you know, I think you have to you have to read between the lines. It's art. It's deep. I'm just gonna let it sink in before I try he to. Probably explain did it, to you. it because like it was some he wanted to connect with his father or something because it's Spielberg movie. So like it's it's his dad used to go around beheading robots. But then why was RoboCop wandering around with his dick out the whole time? Like I thought canonically RoboCop, you know, that part of his body didn't exist, but they suggested that it was just. Well, maybe RoboCop's gender identity has changed over the last 20 years, Ryan. Yeah. You thought about this? Maybe RoboCop as a metaphor for the military-industrial-domestic security complex, putting a penis on it just, you know, literally puts a point on the point of male insecurity driving a lot of this sort of, like, behavior organizationally. Huh? Did you ever get that? Did you ever think about that? No. Damn it, why is it? Ryan's not smart enough to re- for Ready Player One. Hey, you know what, Ready Player One, those initials, RPO. Whoa! That's a, that's, that's a college football movie. <laughs> that's amazing! Chris Chris Collinsworth is going to see this movie and just call everything an RPO. I was thinking about the, the NIT, and I think that the way college football... The, the, the way college football should do this, right? Because... College basketball has no gravity on its own. That's why they have to put up like 64 teams, right? Also, it's basketball and they can kind of do that. Nobody pays attention before anyway, right? And what we need in college football is I think we need invitationals that happen like throughout the season. Like we have an invitational to start the season, right? And, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, rugby does this, right? Or cricket does this and they have like the ashes. They always have these cool names, right? So... We need to brand them, right? Because it's tricky actually crowning a champion in college football. I don't know if you know that, right? We basically all decided on a fiction that we agree on from time to time, and then we revise it and sell it to television. Well, this is my idea, okay? We start with a jamboree in the spring, okay? Maybe low contact, maybe no contact, maybe flag. I don't really care, okay? Maybe seven on seven. You just run it like that. Canadian rules. We'll give that a, a Canadian name. rules jamboree. Sure. The Canadian, the, the, the low to no contact Canadian rules jamboree featuring 
uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> that could be, that feels like we're getting a lot of Conference USA right there. Like, who's just going to decide? We have no money. We'll play a flag football conference in spring. <laughs> Let's do it. Conference USA would do that. Sunbelt would definitely do that. Do we do the thing where it's like on um, aircraft carriers and that kind of stuff? Yeah, we get. It's 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 an it's an Avengers tie-in. It's look, it's the helicarrier from Shield. There it is. We're playing on it. Don't fall off. It's very high. Yeah, we're playing on Thanos's little tiny little flying throne. His his whole spaceship is a throne. And this is what we do. We take like you know because the playoffs always controversial, right? You take the top four preseason. Top four preseason. I don't just shake them around. Let them play a little bit. Let them play in an aircraft carrier, right? Let them play in. I don't know, somewhere really exotic, like, uh, you know, London. Yeah, that's who you want. Tokyo. Let them play in Tokyo. Right? And then you do one midseason. And you do one midseason with the teams that aren't ranked, right? Because you don't want to put them through extra strength. No, 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 no. We do, It's like, the, the bracket next buster. Exactly. Like, you just, like, we just select four teams, like, that are pretty good, right? And then we already know, ah, they got a loss or two. <laughs> Maybe we'll just well, uh, Bill C's got a whole system for the midseason bracket buster where like you rank the entire country and everybody gets to play somebody in their weight class basically. So we'll install that during let's let's replace um, SEC SoCon Challenge Week with that. So, but here's here's the sort of fundamental issue we're dancing around: the NCAA tournament has a spot for literally every conference champion doesn't matter how good your conference is doesn't matter how deep your conference is doesn't matter what your record was during the season you can be a 500 team and you as long as you win your conference tournament you're going to the dance it also has a shitload of extra spots so we can say well deserving teams that didn't get in through this limited metric um you there will still be a spot for you it has even expanded in recent years to say like well let's make you know okay we had 64 slots let's go ahead and bump that up and bump that up a little more and they'll probably like they'll probably keep doing it. it wouldn't shock me if they were like well okay all the 16 seeds will be playing games or some shit like that however people still even though 68 teams make this tournament people still get to the end of it and they still bitch and moan that their team's not in it. Was their team going to win the national championship? No. Was their team going to get to the final four? Probably not. But they still say, and sometimes with a totally legitimate case, we got fucked. We got screwed over. College football has four. And and we go through this exercise all the time where we're like, well, maybe it should be six. Maybe it should be eight. Maybe it should be five with some sort of weird buy system. Maybe it should be 16. There is no... The NCAA tournament is absolute proof that if you think there is a number where you can get people to stop bitching at you, which as dads, we should know, that's the only thing. We're just trying to avoid a fight. We just don't want a fight to happen. It's impossible. You could you could look people in the eye and say, we're doing a tournament with every college football program. And you know what would happen? All FBS teams get in. You know what happened? FCS will say, well, why the hell aren't you giving us a chance now? That's some bullshit. Every FBS team, 0-12 teams get in, we can't play? That's horseshit. 
It's impossible. Yeah, you have Ivy League teams saying, well, we demand to be included. You you are the ones who decline your playoff bid. Yeah, Fordham, well, we should, Fordham will be heard. You should, you should still invite us. I think what if we do 128? That would be an easily divisible number. And then just two are left out. Um, and we can make one as Ohio State, of course, because they're, <laughs> sure. they're never getting right. <laughs> it sometimes um, it's sometimes it's a probation. Yeah, you're gonna have to account for it's like roster attrition. You're gonna have a program or two that's just not allowed to be there, and um, if not, then you know you just pick somebody. It'd be really funny to leave out UMass. Just just it's always Ohio State and UMass. Yeah, that's that's that I'm good. I'm good with that. The eternal war, the forever <laughs> war. <laughs> Either Ohio State or UMass, whichever loses a game by the whoever's worst loss is the least bad that year. So that might have ruled out Ohio State this year. Oh, here's 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 what we do. It's always UMass because let's be fair, and then we pick one team on Ohio State's schedule, and we before the season we like write it down. We seal it in an envelope. The envelope goes into a safety deposit box. And that's the team that if they lose that game, they're out. But they don't know which one it is. Maybe it's Rutgers. Maybe it's Michigan. Maybe it's some non-conference game. But if they lose that one, that's the one that knocks them out. (laughs) Ohio State is a surprise play-in game somewhere on their schedule. Yes, and they don't know when it is, and they don't know who it is. And they get to the end of the season, and they say, hey, 11-1. Won the Big Ten championship handily. Beat Michigan by 73 points on their own field. Tell us where we're ranked in the playoff. And we open up that envelope and we say, "Mm, Purdue was the team and that's the one. We're so sorry. You lose. You get nothing. We really need a, we need a GM. We need like, like, you know, the, the old raw GM, right? Like we need somebody behind the, the scenes who can throughout the season, you know, in addition to our special branded packages right like for instance the cabela's four team invitational the america's cup right to start the season um if you don't like cabela's i don't know uh all state oh it's gonna be all state right all states all states safe nobody really thinks about insurance too much so it's fine right well we need somebody where you can book the first two months of the season and then the last month we have the raw gm just come in right and via email be like ohio state you're playing really well with brilliant offensive football right now you have to go play tcu go do it on a thursday <laughs> don't know where they're going on which thursday you don't know you'll you'll find out you'll get a call on a wednesday morning get on a plane yeah this is this is the only way we can solve it um otherwise if we if we leave it in the school's hands at this point they're just gonna you're gonna get your what you're gonna play your one NFL league, NFL stadium game against a big opponent. You maybe have an out of conference rival. You're going to skew your schedule to play a bunch of home games. Yeah. We just need to put it in somebody else's hands and just be like, you play three road games in one week. And you say, that's unprecedented. You'd be like, look in the chapters of look in the annals. It's been done. You will be tested like Hercules. You don't know nothing about the 1899 Swanee. <laughs> Stop bitching. Okay, so we have our 128-team tournament. That's our NCAA. And then our NIT. And that is Ohio State versus UMass. Is Ohio State versus UMass. Yep. Hey, it's a championship. It's We'll play. You know what? We'll play it in New York. 
Pinstripe Bowl is basically the NIT now, is what I'm saying. It's Big Ten territory. They play at Madison Square Garden. Ohio State, UMass at, at, at MSG. Um, or how about this? How about UMass is like a roving target, and Ohio State has to capture UMass? I see. So this is so basically now it's the Super Mario thing where they beat one team. Maybe maybe they don't know. Maybe they just line up to play a team and that team like has generic uniforms. Uh, okay, beat you 33-0. And it's like, "Oh, you beat uh you beat Minnesota, but your princess is in another castle." And you got to just keep going. <laughs> to Bowser Princess, princess Rutgers. <laughs> Sweet dear sweet princess Rutgers. <laughs> it tur- it turns out she's in another castle. You know the bracket busters idea, right? Like where you, where we just have you know this group of teams, right? Do we have a challenge system somewhere in here where we would allow a certain group of teams to challenge anyone in the top like six playing that weekend if it's a cupcake game, right? We just balance the money, knock them off, and like, hey, if you're playing Charleston Southern. <laughs> I mean, that's cool if you're going to play Charleston Southern, but uh, I don't know. For instance, next year, who's going to be a handful this coming year? Not a champion team, but like a 9 or 10 win team from somewhere in the mid-major to like, you know, off-brand major team. Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. We'll go Florida Atlantic. We can do that for this, right? I was also thinking like, I don't know, maybe kind of a peppy, slightly dangerous, underpowered, but over-motivated Minnesota Gophers team. Right, like sure. Year two, year two of a PJ Fleck team doesn't seem like anything that you want to play unless you're fully loaded. Like Ohio State, you don't have to worry about Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yeah, year two, year two of a PJ Fleck team is like fighting a 14 year old, where it's like, God, you've grown a lot. You don't really know what to do with it, but Jesus, you're tall now. <laughs> you're like, oh, that actually hurt. <laughs> that you're, used to and hurt. you're in a real bad. You're in a real bad. You're in a bad mood all the time. Oh my God. Minnesota, you spend so much time in the bathroom, <laughs> and we can actually hear what's going on. <laughs> He's starting to lift real weight out there. God. <laughs> I, I like the challenge system, but I think to make a challenge, you have to first win a gimmick match. So if you're if you're Minnesota and you want to challenge Michigan to a rematch or whatever, first you have to win some stupid... Um, you have to like win a game in a, in a lake or something. Yeah, and then you get... And and then you get to like and then you get to class up, right? Yeah, that's good. We fixed the sport. Um we also need like these these various tournaments that just pop up throughout. Um we need like one in the Bahamas, one in like we need every island to have its own tournament. And if like if, if only one team shows up, guess what? They win. That's you know, very that's very Super Mario too. That's very Super Mario World, I guess, where it just like, oh football island has appeared out of the mists. Go play on it. It's got lava ghosts. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Ed Orgeron's yeah. recruiting him. Yeah, like Elon Musk builds like an island in the sky and puts football on it, and mm-hmm. whoever gets up there wins that tournament. Yep. It's all about collecting badges. God, we play too many video games. Is there anything that actually happened in college football in the last week? No. N- nothing, man. Not a not a dang thing. Like part part of me feels like there has to be something and we're just missing it, but I really don't think anything did. There was the Yukon quarterback. Uh- <laughs> who um was a, a standard Yukon quarterback. He was mm-hmm. every Yukon quarterback, had a couple good games and was otherwise um tackled a lot. 
and somehow went on to become Donald Trump's cheeseburger fetcher and then is now under investigation for like massive financial crimes and was rehired elsewhere with mm. the Trump thing. A few a few points, if I can make them. His main qualifications for the job were bringing fried chicken promptly and being handsome. Can I tell you like... Same, brother. <laughs> In addition to that, in addition to that, he allegedly performed 100 push-ups in 90 seconds, which those telling you formally impossible that he was getting full range of motion. Just, just impossible. He had to be going 90. Shitty form. Yeah. Shitty form. Like this is, this is so on point for these people, right? You did a hundred push-ups in 90 seconds. No, he probably did like 45, maybe 50. He did half of one each time. And they're like, he's so strong. Make him my assistant. In addition to that, what kind of crimes do you commit if you're being investigated by Homeland Security for financial fraud? I didn't think that was like a Homeland Security Probably thing. material support of terrorism. Uh, you stole a tank. You are, <laughs> you are. Um, That's how they got that. Master P. That's how they brought Master P down. <laughs> you're the bad guys in Fast Five or Six. I can't recall which one where they stole the tank, and you will be taken down by Ludacris. <laughs> our our new Homeland Security Director, Ludacris. <laughs> A little overqualified at this point. <laughs> at least UConn's in the news for football. You know, <laughs> this is gonna be great for recruiting. They're gonna make a meme. They gotta make a recruiting meme for this. Ballers get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Legally or illegally, I don't, it, nah, who knows. Whoa, holy shit. You realize what just happened a week before this? What Randy Edsel, Randy Ramsey Edsel say two weeks ago before one of his players got investigated by Department of Homeland Security for massive financial fraud? He said players need to be paid. Guess what? They are by any means necessary. By ISIS, <laughs> as it turns out. Hey, man. Hey, man. Money don't discriminate. Randy, Randy's just trying to get these fellas paid. Okay. This quarterback, by the no way, leaps paying. This quarterback, by the way, like leaps to easily the most notable UConn quarterback because before this, it's Dan absolutely or, not. You will Dan not Orlovsky. take that from Dan Orlovsky. You will not take that from Dan Orlovsky. I don't know, man. Rema Dan Orlovsky stepped out of the back of the end zone casually. Yeah, but the Department of Homeland Security investigating him stepping out the back of the probably. End zone? They probably yeah, watched that tape. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's time. I think it's time to give up on the whole Dan Orlovsky thing. This is this is. I've never been closer to quitting this podcast. How dare you? He is the best, the greatest UConn quarterback to never have been investigated by Department of Homeland Security. Fine, fine. It's a more it's a more notable achievement than a number of quarterbacks I can think of. Right, like postgraduate. Quarterbacks listen, listen, hold on. All, all I'm saying is this. If we're talking in the context of UConn, leaves UConn, goes to Washington, D.C., defrauds somebody out of a bunch of money, then gets rehired, that's literally the Randy Edsel story. We're literally talking about what Randy Edsel did. He learned it from watching you. He learned it from watching you. And guess what? If you're being investigated by Department of Homeland Security, you probably did something to undermine the military, which means the um, thing you hurt was under armor. 
Read the documents, folks. Randy Edsel. What did he come out in favor of? Paying the players, right? So obviously Randy Edsel's like, you know, Randy Edsel, comma, comma, comma. Welcome to the resistance, right? Now, just two weeks after he says that, a guy who played quarterback for him, right? Gets investigated by the Department of Homeland Security for serious financial crimes. You know who you know who's come to the other side and is dropping dimes. Not in buckets like a trick shot. No, no, no. But to the feds, that'd be Randy Edsel. <clears throat> AKA Randy Fedsel. Wow. 